Hey everybody, welcome to today's episode. Walsh, you'll join me here in a minute. Uh, full disclosure, I'm in the truck driving for well the first half hour of the show, so if you can hear it at all, that's what's going on there. Um, we do a real deep dive into the expansion draft here. We draft our own teams on Cap Friendly. It's a lot of fun. If you haven't had a chance to do it, go do it. It's a lot of fun to do and see who's available and what's out there and what you would do as a GM. So enjoy the podcast. Keep subscribing. Uh, keep reviewing us. Uh, Apple, Google, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And welcome to the group chat. Okay, so Walshie, today's the big day for Seattle. We wanted to get this podcast out yesterday, but um, <laughs> a tree falling on my dad's truck kind of prevented that. So we're doing it. We're doing it Wednesday morning. Um, you and I have both drafted teams, and so we're going to go through all this. I'm excited for this for this expansion draft. It's it's one of the cooler things that you get to do here um, with the, with the NHL. Yeah, th- this was kind of awesome. Um, you know, I, I didn't realize uh, that Cap Friendly, and, and for those of you who are listening, if you want to just go on to Cap Friendly, um, you can kind of pick your own team um, and get an idea of the landscape of, you know, what Ron Francis is going to be, be choosing from out there. Um, because, uh, you know, it, it was a lot of fun to actually put it together. And, uh, you, know, at, you know, saying that, I feel like, you know, I've seen your team. I know my team. I feel like we've put together a pretty strong hockey team. Yeah. And, and I don't think it's uh, going to be out of the realm for this Seattle Kraken team to be, you know, a playoff team um, come come next year. Yeah, there were some there were some really good players available, and um, you know, for people who haven't been to Cap Friendly for this, like, hey, it's that's one of the great hockey websites, isn't it? It, it's it's my favorite one to visit actually yeah um, it's it's easily my favorite website to visit you know just you know especially looking at kind of team building and 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 whatnot and um, you know upcoming free agents and and you know what the expected market value is it, it, there's a lot of cool information in there um, and, and it was not- really really relevant for for kind of you know this specific thing around um, you know the the expansion. Yeah, and they knocked the expansion thing out of the park. It was so easy. It's easy to do. It was really fun. So, like you said, if people haven't done that before today, after you've listened to the pod, go and do it because and, and see what you end up with. It's a lot of fun to see kind of what's available and, and what you think might might come. So, uh, yeah, and, and listen, if I mean, Cap Friendly, if you're listening, we – we are accepting uh, more sponsors right now. We just have Nan's blueberry muffins, but if Cap Friendly, you're listening, we 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 would love for you to be a sponsor of the pod. Jump on board. You know, you can sponsor whatever. You can sponsor the braggy segment, maybe. I don't know. We'll figure that out. Um, so let's start with where do you want to start? Do you want to start with your teams, or do you want to start with who was available? Where do you want to start? Uh, no, I think we just go into the teams. I mean, look, there's there's so many guys available that yeah. that you know. I think when we get into each specific team, we can we can talk a little bit about it. But there's there's some teams that have like four or five guys to choose from. Um, there are others, you know, namely the Canucks and the Sabers. That there's you might you might even think about taking a pass on those teams. That that San Jose list of players <laughs> is horrific. It's unbelievable, I think, hey? I think that 
that the Leafs' unprotected players could beat the San Jose's protected players. <laughs> it's it was there's I mean San Jose was another one. Um, I I just couldn't believe like when when it got down to it, I was like I don't even know who to take here. I'm just going to take the cheapest person available. Um, yeah, and and just you know have them in my system. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, so yeah, there was there were some really good. Uh, teams uh, that had a lot of depth, obviously, and, and then obviously when you got down to the to the bottom of the barrel, there 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 just wasn't a lot. Yeah. So I'll start with with what I what I came up with for my first line of players. Um, I took Matt Duchesne, uh, Tarasenko, and Niederreiter up front as, mm-hmm. as sort of my my first line of guys. Um, you know, so Duchesne and Tarasenko, two guys that probably need a change of scenery who are making some some bigger bucks, but I think are the kind of building blocks for a pretty good first line. Yeah, yeah. I, look, I like that line. I thought about those guys, to be honest. Um, yeah. What it boiled down to for me was I, I just didn't like the term on Duchesne's contract. I don't necessarily yeah. think he, he's a real impact player anymore. Yeah. Um, so I, I chose to go a different direction there. Um, Niederreiter was in my original list. That's who I chose first. Yeah. Um, and, and look, I think like that, he's an excellent player. I, I would not be shocked if, if that's who, the uh, who the pick is. Um, but, but Carolina was another one of these teams that, yeah. that had five, six guys that you could choose. And what it boiled down to for me was, um, and, and look, I, I, I took Jake Bean instead yeah. of neither writer was that have, relationship between Francis and, and Bean because Bean was actually a guy that Francis drafted. So I had Bean originally. It's, that's funny. I had Bean originally for that exact reason. I thought he was a he was a first rounder, I think, for Francis, wasn't he? He was a first rounder for Francis. Yes, he yeah. was. And so there's a young D-man. And when you look at how Carolina was built when Francis was there, he loaded up on defensemen, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, exactly. But Carolina had a lot of guys. I looked at, I thought about Martinuk there, Bean, Niederreiter, and, you know, you, I kind of settled on Niederreiter, you know, looking for a little more offense. Um, and with Nashville, it was, to me, it was just, it was either going to be Jans- Johansson, Johansson, Johansson? Ryan uh, Johansson, Johansson, right, yeah. yeah. Or, or Duchesne. Um, because I didn't think there was a ton, a ton of great options there, and they protected five defensemen. So yeah. you yeah, were almost, that, that was kind of shocking, eh? Yeah. So you were taking a defenseman there, and then with St. Louis, Tarasenko's a no-brainer to me. Is he? Is he not? Like it's there's Tarasenko, no other Tarasenko, Tarasenko. You have to take even if you don't keep him. You take him That's and right. you flip him. That's right. Um, and and you can eat part of the salary. You can do all kinds of stuff, but. I don't think there's if they don't take Tarasenko, I'll be shocked. Yeah, same. I I, I don't believe there's any any path where they don't take Tarasenko. And I mean we'll get into some other players I feel the same way about. Um, but Tarasenko's on my list. Look, my, my first three guys that I have, I, I like I said, I went a different direction um on Duchesne and, and Niederreiter, but um what I took was uh, you know, Como, Domi and Tarasenko kind of in that, in let's call it that first line. Yep. Um, I don't expect Como to be the guy. I expect them actually to go out and get a free agent. 
um, you know, outside of kind of this expansion draft to, to be yep. kind of on that first line. But, but yeah, look, I took Domi, Tarasenko and Como. Um, and, you know, for the Nashville uh, discussion um, in, and going a different direction, you were, you were choosing between uh, Johansson, you said, um, yep. and Deshane. Uh, I, I actually went with Yarncroft. And I think yep. he's a pretty underrated player yep. um, at a much lower salary. And, and that was kind of my, my thinking. Yeah. Um, and it's funny here as we go through this, because we do, we do actually have a bunch of different players. We have some the same, but we have a lot of different guys and we ended up more or less right at the same cap number. We, we did. We did. And look, even though you took a Duchesne um, at a higher cap number, like I feel like then I ended up taking a lot more five and four and five million dollar guys yeah yeah and uh, and look it adds up to the same number at the end of the day yeah but 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 i i kind of like both of our teams they're different yeah um look i'm on my next group of forwards i went with i think we have the same a couple of same guys here but yanni gord yeah um brandon tanev and uh jt comfort for the avalanche and and I think those three guys specifically um, are 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 very very likely to be on the Seattle Kraken come um, uh, come tonight. Yeah, I think we both had Yanni Gord. I think the two things we talked about this earlier. I was kind of surprised how much money he makes. Yeah, uh, I, I I thought he was a two three million dollar guy. He's a five and a half million dollar guy. Yeah, and like. I said to you, like, oh, that's a bad contract, and it's not. But I mean, he's a he's a third line center. Tampa doesn't, you know, he doesn't get hammered because they win back to back cups, so it doesn't matter. But if he, if he's making and Tyler Johnson are making three million dollars less each, well, Johnson wouldn't have, wouldn't have signed for two million. But if Yanni Gord should be making two million dollars, maybe they can keep Goudreau or Coleman, one of those two. They can keep them. But yeah. I, I, he's the absolute lock of pick for me there. I mean, you could go Palat, you could go Kalorn, um, you could go Johnson, but I think Gord is, is the pick for sure. Um, I was, I was surprised, not surprised with your Domi pick just to go back to that one because he had such a down year, but I do think like he's probably a really good pick off Columbus. So I, I kind of regret not taking for not taking him. Um, but then I took Don Skoy in Colorado. They're sort of the same two guys, right? The they're sort of that that middle tier of player from Colorado that they've got a bunch of that you can get a really good player out of Colorado. Yeah, I, I, I that he was the other guy I was thinking of there to be honest. Yeah. Um I just thought Comfort gave a little more offensively. Yep. Um now I want to go just touch on your comment on Gord about being a third line center. Um I've seen this narrative like from a number of different outlets that, Hey, Yanni Gord's the, the third line center. He, he's actually not. He, uh, he can play second line a hundred percent, right? He can, well, he can, he, he led the team in ice time in the playoffs, man. Yeah. He, he's not a, when I say third line center, like I'm thinking on Tampa, right? Fair. Not, yeah. not on, not on this team. He's going to be a second line center, but he, he was. He's he might a third, be their first line center. He can really play. He can really play. I was, 
he's one of the guys in in that finals that really drew my attention every time he was on the ice. Isn't which is isn't why I think he's like the guy. Just an impact guy. I think you you you're not going to regret having that guy on your team, and that's why no. I think he's an absolute lock. I think they should just run him up at the very first pick and just get it over with. Hey, we're yeah. taking Yanny Cord. Yeah, yeah, no shit. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> now you watch; they'll do something completely different, and and it'll be a head scratcher on that one. But yeah, he's he. I like I said I said third line center because that's what he was in Tampa. But I think he's much higher up in the lineup. And if you if he's playing with a Tarasenko, I mean, he's got lots of speed and skill and can create, and, and that could be a really interesting interesting pairing too so um and they said you know we both sort of went with with that second line forward out of out of colorado different guys but sort of the same idea type of players and then who did did you take out of pittsburgh pittsburgh i took uh zach austin reese he he's the other guy yeah it's either do you take aston reese at a million or do you want tanev locked in for a while at 3.5 yeah, that's right. And so when you had said we that that's where our salary cap sort of differed on this one was I got those higher end guys, but I took a bunch of guys who are making a million something or, or on short end contracts. So if I you know, if I want to move on and have more cap space again next year, we you I could do that. But those those are the two guys I think you end up Pittsburgh ends up boiling de- down to with a Pittsburgh pick. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's between those two. I, I, I think it'll be Aston Reese, to be honest. Yeah. Just they'll go with the younger guy. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, I, when I, when I looked back at, and I compared mine to yours, I was like, yeah, you know what? I think, I think they'll go with, uh, Aston Reese here. I, I'd be shocked actually if they don't. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And then on my third line, I've got Reese who we just talked about. Then my Ottawa pick was Dezingle. And Garrett Hathaway at a at a Washington. So some like you know again younger guys and and not making a ton of cash there. Yeah. The look the I, I kind of went differently and I'm just gonna go because I, I, I feel like the 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 bottom six and the rest of the forwards for me outside of one guy, which is um uh Noel Carey. Yeah um uh, out of uh, Florida, that that's who I took out of out of Florida, and I think yeah. that's a very high possibility uh, as well. I like him as a player. Yeah, um, you're just gonna run through them here, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because like, look, they're all the same. Like, it was a Gary right. uh, Fisher out of um, out of uh, Arizona, Gadet from Chicago, like Donato and, or um, and Shore. Um, I, actually, out of Ottawa, I, I went Clark Bishop. Yeah. Um, just simply because of the youth there, yeah. and and I think he he's a flexible guy. Yeah. Um, that they could go with uh, Athens Seyu out of L.A. Like uh, Kiefer Bellows from New York. Um, yeah. You know, New York had a couple of interesting options actually. Yeah, um, I went Barkley Goodrow there, hoping to to draft like take him and sign him. Yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, you know, I think there's there's some good options, but. Um, Jimmy VC, uh, Julian Gauthier, like there was a couple of guys, like, I, th- I feel like the, the bottom priority is going to fill out your, your AHL roster and, yeah. uh, get some, 
you know, some, some term on some contracts and guys that, uh, you know, you maybe haven't had the right shot yet. Yeah, that's right. Like that to me, we're not, I'm not doing a deep dive on Drake Kajula at a Buffalo. No, we're not. no, no, no. <laughs> but, I think the rest but a of guy these guys, like, but a guy like Ryan Donato, we both took him from San Jose. He fits that mold to me. Uh, he's not going to be William Carlson who scores 40, but remember when he came in the league with Boston, he was like, he was a hugely touted prospect and then they dealt him away and he's kind of moved around a little bit now. And I think he's one of those guys who, hey, change of scenery, new fit, new opportunity. Maybe it, maybe it hits for him. Yeah, that that's why I picked him, and I actually had a hard time fitting him in the lineup because I felt like he'd be much higher than than yeah. like where I put him, which was on my fourth line. And yeah. I think he can be much higher in that lineup. Um, and I agree with you. That's one of the guys that is is a okay, he just hasn't had the right opportunity because you're right. When you go back to, um, when you go back to his kind of Boston days, yeah, he, he was pretty electric in the playoffs there at times. Yeah, he was. Very effective player. So, yeah. so I, I like him a lot um, uh, to, to be one of the picks as well. It's the same thing with the, the Gadek kid from um, uh, Chicago. I just feel like he's another guy that, that can, can move up and down the, the lineup a bit, needs yeah. a better shot, and and I, I think he'll he'll get that here. Yeah, yeah, me too. And I think so that's I mean that's kind of it, I think, for the interesting forwards. Yeah. Um, you know, the defense and the goalies, I found there was a, a lot more, I don't want to say intrigue, but uh, you know, there was some really good players I found available on the back end and the net. So I mean my back end is Giordano from Calgary, who I think we both took Giordano, did we not? Yeah, I, I feel like he's an absolute lock, man. Yeah, me too. I mean, if you're looking for your culture-setting players right away, that's that's it for for me, right? Like, he's he's everything I think you want in, in a leader to establish your new team with. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think he comes in, he, he ends up, unless they sign Landeskog, yeah, um, he gets the C immediately, and uh, you're not going to be upset about that whatsoever. That that's a great player, great leader, um, hell of a player for Calgary to lose. But yeah. um, I don't know where that team goes if they lose uh, Geo. To be yeah, honest, I mean, they, they've got they're they're going to be in trouble. They're in a weird uh, spot. It feels like they're rebuilding, but they don't want. But there's reports they're trading to Chuck and like. Oh, they can't. They can't trade that kid. Would you okay. trade him to, just to get sidetracked? Would you trade him for Marner straight up if Fuck you're no. either team? If you're not, if you're Calgary, not from Calgary, no. I, I I think Matthew Kachuk is a really special player, and there's not a lot of go- those guys in the league, to be honest. Um, yeah. There, there's okay, him and his brother, <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> and that's kind of it. Yeah, and uh, you know, I, I just think he's such an effective player. I, I would, I would not move him. I'd be building my team around that guy. I'd be moving everyone else. Yeah, um, off that team, but not, not, not Kachuk. So yeah, interest. It's an interesting conversation, maybe for another day. Um, and then I, I got Clefbaum, Demello, and Thomas Hickey on my top four. Um, Auto or. Edmonton's kind of an interesting pick there. I think it's I, I think it's Clefbaum, but you you have somebody else from Edmonton. 
Jeez, I'm I'm trying to look through my list now. I think when I went back to Edmonton, I I just picked a guy. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, I picked Devin Shore actually. Yeah. Um, just to so, pick a guy. <laughs> yeah, just to to pick a guy. But I look, I think he's a decent player. Um, but uh, but yeah, like it, it was Edmonton was one of these teams where I was just like, you know what, I'm I'm not going here. And the reason I didn't go Clefbaum because he was my original pick. Yeah. Um, the, the injury is concerning. Yeah. Um, and, and when I went through the teams, the amount of good defensemen available were, there's a, yeah. there's a lot. Um, yeah, yeah. And when I, especially when I went through my left side with, because I went with Geo, Jake Bean, as we discussed earlier, yeah. um, butcher from, um, from New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I've got guys like Dermot Lozon, uh, that all fit in that left side, and it was like, there's no reason to say Clefbaum. He's not. He's not. He may not even make this team. Yeah, yeah. Like, there's a ton of defensemen. Like, we we really have different groups of defensemen. Um, but I think, like, I kind of think the more I looked at Winnipeg, Demello's the pick there. But yeah, there's all. We both picked Dermot, and we're we're gonna talk. Let's no. Let's do the Leafs. Let's talk the Leafs pick now. Okay. So you and I both picked Dermot. I mean, my reason for picking him is, A, I, I still think he's got more to, to give as a player. I think he's got lots more room to grow. Um, he's on a really, really nice contract, and he's a young young guy who I think can play in your top four. Um, and and so I think even though Kerfoot's out there, I thought I think I would have picked Dermot. Yeah, so, so look, we, we both – did these before obviously the uh, we picked our teams before the video release yesterday from the Kraken um, of uh, in the fish market where they actually are getting ready to select Alex Kerfoot. Now they've said they did five different takes with five different names so you could have one with McCann you could have one with Dermot you could have one with Engvall but the fact that the one released was with Kerfoot makes me believe that Kerfoot will actually be the guy yeah, there's no chance that they that they had the video and they just accidentally released the wrong one. There's no. <laughs> like, no. Yeah. You told me that this morning. I didn't know anything about it. You told it. You said it to me this morning. I thought you were. I thought it was a joke. Like, you you, you were you, you were busy cutting mistake? a tree down off of your father's car. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I I was not doing anything like that, and uh, actually saw the video last night. Um, but yeah, That's they're, hilarious. Just, they're, they're getting ready, obviously for these, uh, reveals, uh, yeah. they've got some celebrities coming in to do it. And this was one of them, obviously from, you know, very famous, um, Seattle fish market and, uh, and yeah, Kerfoot is the Leafs pick there. So, but, but look, <laughs> it doesn't change my thought process and, and, and the way I was putting this team together, because when I, when I boiled down, um, it was the same as you, the, the Dermot contract and, and, you know, and the player that he is uh, at, at a million bucks for the next two seasons, giving him a real opportunity to, to play. I, I think that's just too good to pass up and, and potentially um, look, we talked about this earlier. Is, isn't this okay. Let's say they take Kerfoot, but then you've got an opportunity to, and, and, and as I went through kind of the list of players, the amount of goaltenders out there um, at a cheap number, like under a million, like Vanek, yeah. uh, Lakenin from Minnesota, 
isn't this the way to to really get that one A one B goaltending tandem? I, I I feel like this has got to be the the Leafs mindset coming into the next couple of days. Yeah. So we had we had just talked about it, you know, before we recorded here, and I think you're right. Having looked at that list of players that are available, like you know, Wedgwood out of out of Jersey, if you're looking for a guy, like there's all kinds of young, younger, cheaper goalies where, you know, perhaps you work out a deal with Seattle where they draft a goalie and you flip them, you flip them somebody else, you know, you flip them a pick or you, maybe you do trade them Dermot or whatever you do, but it does feel like this is a real opportunity for Toronto to pick up that second goalie at a real nice price. And now all of a sudden you're only paying your goalies two and a half million, you know, for a couple seasons, you can really fill some other spots with it. So that's going to be the really fun part of this for me is how creative can, can teams be? Um, Because last draft with Vegas teams got creative in that they gave Vegas a ton of stuff to stay away from players. Now I'm going to be interested to see if, um, other teams will use Seattle to draft players they want and then trade things to Seattle to get those players. I, I, I think that, look, that's the angle that a lot of GMs are going to be taking. I think there's going to be a real busy couple of days here, um, and GMs are going to be working real hard. Yeah. Um, and, and look, we, we didn't go through all of the, the D, but the amount of D out there, we have a lot of the same guys. Yeah. Um, even on the right side with Stetcher, DeMello, I, uh, Braun, um, you know, Lozon from uh, Boston, real tough kid, good skater, can go both ways on left or right. D. I think he's yeah. a lock from the Bruins, to be honest. Yeah. Um, you know, Hayden Fleury. Like, there, there's just so many D. I feel like there's so many options. I know. Uh, for the Kraken to go on D. And and look, I, I would do that and, and trade to a D needy team um to get other prospects or forwards that I like. Yeah, that's right. You could draft you could draft 12 defensemen no problem. And you could ship off five of them to other places and and get a really nice returns for them. So, I think that's where you'll see that the most action is I think they are going to draft a bunch of defensemen and then I think they'll draft a bunch of defensemen and a bunch of goalies. And then start moving things around. Yeah, and now now that we talked about goalies, there's there's there there's a lot of options out, a lot of cheap options as we mentioned. But there's one big fish out there. Yeah, and, uh-huh. and I mean Carey Price. We're I'm all in if I can have Carey Price. I'm all in. I uh, same here. I I I I'm at the point right now where there's no way I don't take him. Yeah. Like there's zero chance I don't take him. There's no downside to taking him. That's right. Even if he's injured, then you've got ten ten and a half mil on LTIR. Like, go get Landeskog. Um, and they have. Don't forget, people. People have to know this because it's important. They have to get to sixty five percent of the cap, right? So they have to spend roughly sixty. 60 millions to 65 million somewhere in that range Mm -hmm. so you can't just take a bunch of cheap players you have to take on some salary and if you take carry prices 10 million 
it opens up. You can do a lot of other things, right? There's no downside. The money isn't an issue. Yeah, even if even if he <laughs> look, even if he doesn't want to play in Seattle, which I doubt because he's from out there. His yep. wife's from out there. Um, all his family lives just up the road. My God, I, if you want a face of the franchise, he's right there that's, for the taking. That's right. And, Perfect. And you know, uh, the other thing I think, okay, keep him there for a couple of years. Sell all the merchandise that that you have. Um, you know, have him be the face of the franchise. Then move him to a team and and retain some salary. Yep. There's you can generate so much by picking him and the amount of draft picks and capital and prospects you could garner from, from Carey price is, is just too good to pass up for me. Yeah. And there's like, it's anybody who's saying, well, he's got a knee injury and it's too big of a cap hit. Like you're, you're not looking at it the right way, right? Like you can do the, you, what you can do with him, whether you keep him or move him or, what are or keep them for a couple of years and move them, whatever the hell you want to do. It's a no brainer to me. And for Montreal, if they lose carry price for nothing, that's a fireable offense, isn't it? Oh, I think so, man. I think so to protect Jake Allen. Like <laughs> I like Jake. He's a good player. Um, nice guy. He's not carry price. No. And uh-huh. like now they must, I mean, this must, there's no way Bergevin just made this decision on his own. They all must be in on this. But they will look so stupid if they lose Carey Price for nothing. Yeah, I I agree. Um, I mean Bergevin's playing a dangerous game here. He's now look. I've been chatting about this with some Montreal fans here, and they all believe that there's a deal on the table right now. That that uh, Bergevin has a deal with with Seattle. That okay, we're going to expose Carey and Weber, but we'll give you our first round pick if you don't take them. Type of deal. Right. Um. Which is very possible. Now, it still doesn't stop me from taking him. Like, like that's all fine and good. The first round pick at thirty-two or thirty-one, yeah. whatever it is, that's yeah. not going to net me Anything. an impact player like that. Like, no, what we're not we're not talking Carey Price material here. So there, it still doesn't change the fact for me. This is a very dangerous game of chicken. Um, that and I the hope they lose playing it. and. <laughs> I there's no way I I I call that bluff every time. And yeah. <laughs> the other thing that's funny about what the Habs are doing, isn't it just a joke? Like it's it's just they can't stop being a joke franchise. <laughs> like they can't stop it. They can't help themselves. And the the injuries that are coming out now that okay, Weber may never play again. Uh Carey Price uh may may not play next year, right? all these reports coming out like fuck off this is ridiculous you guys are a joke you know <laughs> you're 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 putting these injuries out there like for no apparent reason um even if they are injured fine weber's not not playing for the next five years at nine and a half million like whatever that is yeah he's gonna play and, well and, and so is carrie price and i hope i kind of hope that they don't and they have to use ltir and then I want to hear all the Montreal backpedal on using LTIR and, and the cap circumvention and yada, 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 that they just spent three weeks complaining about, right? That, that would be perfect. It's just, just watch how quickly they backpedal. Well, these are real injuries and yada, yada, yada. 
Like you yeah. can just see it coming a mile away that that's what they're going to do. Yeah, no, I, absolutely. I, it's just, it was one of the other things that I was mulling over last night when we were preparing for this one. And I was just like, man, what a joke these guys are. These injuries, like other GMs must be just, man, what a, what a, what a tool Burge Van is. I'm, I'm so interested. Carey Price is by far the most interesting name out there. I mean, Tarasenko is up front. And it's like it's clear for me. It's Tarasenko up front, Giordano on the back end, Carey Price in net. Those are the three biggest names, and I take all of them. I take all of them too. And anyone that doesn't, it, it, I mean, I, I'm I'm sorry, you're you're not starting this franchise off right. You're not giving the fans um, the star power that's available out there. I and with the fans knowing that these players are available, yeah, I'm. I, I just don't understand how um, Francis can't and doesn't take them. Yeah. And then, like, it's important to have – it was important for Vegas to be good right away, right? It's important for Seattle to be good right away. If you look at what happened with Minnesota – now, Minnesota's a little different because that is an absolute hockey market. It was always going to work. Yeah. But everywhere else they did expansion – they gave them these really crappy teams and it took forever for those markets to get built up. And some of them are just, some of them haven't, man. Some of them haven't like, been built up. Even Tampa, they've won some cups. Like Tampa, it's not this huge hockey market for a team that's for a, an organization that's really had the success they've had, you know, and, and part Tampa of that fans, is Tampa fans are all from Newfoundland, man. They have summer houses in, <laughs> in Tampa, like, or in uh, St. Pete's beach that, that, that those are the fans that are in Tampa. Like it's transient Canadians. Yeah. That, and like, that fly down there. Like I know Arizona wasn't an expansion team, but it's always sort of been treated like that. And, you know, um, Atlanta never worked and yada, yada, yada. And I think it's so important to give these guys a real fighting chance. And if I'm the GM, I make sure I've got a playoff team right out of the gate. If I'm the owner, I'm telling the GM to do the same thing too. I'm telling him, you take Carey Price and you take Giordano and Tarasenko because I want people in the building and I want excitement around this team right away. Yeah, look, with the teams that we both put together, I, I think in the West, like the West is just going to be so weak. Yeah. Um, these are for sure playoff teams, especially yeah. when you consider this won't be the final lineup because, okay, they're going to sign some free agents as well. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, right. So this is not just you're picking this team from the expansion draft list. They're, they're going to have money to go out and potentially get a Landeskog, uh, get a yeah, Dougie right. Hamilton, right? Like you you could have a defense that's like top five in the league based on what I've seen from the list of players available and yeah. those that are available in free agent. You can have the best goalie in the world yeah. um, at the moment. And and you could put together a very, very competitive um and fast um, um, forward lines, like four forward lines that are just fast in your face and can play. Put a Tarasenko, uh, uh, you know, another free agent forward, whether it be Landeskog or someone else, um, that can put the puck in the net. And and you're 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 a hundred percent a playoff team in the West Division. Yeah, and like we said earlier, we have all of those guys on this team, and we're still we got. 18 million in cap space to play with yeah my cap number came out to i think 65 64 something like that so you're at 66 million yeah 
okay, that was the one I for twenty. But then I changed a couple, so okay. I ended up with Demello. I was like, yeah, you're right. Demello is the guy, and I changed a couple of guys, and I got back down to like sixty four, sixty five range. Yeah, yeah, and so. Having Carey Price doesn't change anything you want to do. And it being a flat cap doesn't change anything you want to do. So, like, it's, I'm so excited on that one to see what happens. You know, the other goalies, I think, I mean, I took I took Dreger out of Florida simply because they've already, like, it's almost, it's it sounds like that's a done deal that they've got the contract worked out and everything. And if yeah, you had, three three years, three point five is what they're reporting, I believe. And if you had him and Carey Price in that, I mean, that the be interesting only in that he's had this one season where you go, okay, can he play? Can he not play? And if you find out he can't play, well, you've got Carey. Yeah, exactly. Right? And if you find out he can't, you've got Carey Price to trade. There's yeah. no. It's a no-brainer for me. So, you know, I'm, I'm interested to see because it sounds like that's, I mean, that, that's that been, that's the worst-kept secret, I think, out there is that that's who they're taking. Yeah. And yeah, the, it's it's not the direction I went. and No, uh, I wouldn't I have done to... that either if I didn't know that that's what they were doing, right? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there's, but there's, there's some but, goalies out there that I really, really like. Yeah, me too. Like, there's there's seven or eight goalies I think that are out there. We're not going to get them all, but there's seven or eight out there that I think a pick behind Price. Yeah. Who who else did you you went with? Um, Wedgwood, Dreger, and who? Wedgwood. Wedgwood. Yeah. I, I went. I went Price, Vanacek, and Tukarski, only yeah. because I didn't know who to take off of Buffalo. Um, <laughs> what a and, gong show that list is! But but I could easily have gone Price, Vanacek, and Lykanen out of Minnesota, and then move yeah. one of those guys, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and 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 you could go with four guys there. You could easily draft four goalies, and I think you'd be, have no problem picking, keeping whichever you want, and then moving off two others. I don't, or or just one other, and now you've got you know some organizational depth if there's injuries or whatever. Um, but and I think, like I said earlier, I think if you look back at the way Francis built Carolina, they've got multiple goalies there that that he brought in or drafted. And they were big on defensemen. So I really think it's going to be like 10, 12 defensemen, three, four, five goalies. I think he's loading up on the back half of the roster and, and, and then trade. Uh, I that's what I would do too, just based on the talent that's available. That yeah. that's how I would uh, approach it. Also, build from the back out. There's some forwards that are locks for me. Yeah. Um, then you're going to have trade bait to to get players that you want uh, against cap stretch teams, which there are a ton of out there. And um, and you know you you've got uh, nice cheap options to move. So. Um, I think uh, they're in good position to be a playoff team, like we said, and I'm I'm interested to see what happens tonight. I'll be glued to it, um, and more specifically because I want to understand who the they'll take off the Leafs. Like I said, I think it'll be Kerfoot now, just based on <laughs> the video. what I saw in McCann. the The McCann trade is now uh, the, the Leafs must have known this, and McCann looks like the replacement. Then at a similar cap number, a little bit less. Yeah. Um, but uh, McCann comes in and, and bees, uh, ends up being that, you know, flexible player that you can put on the wing um, 
be your third line center and, and, and so on and so forth. Well, and the McCann thing to me, the McCann trade, and maybe you're right, maybe like Toronto already knew what Seattle was going to do, and so they felt comfortable making the trade and leaving McCann exposed. But to me, it, it seems so... It seems so careless to trade away another pick and another prospect. Because when they got the Hollander kid, the reports, oh, they love him, they love him, they love him. And then, you know, a year later, they've shipped him out in a trade and then leave leave McCann exposed. And it just, it's another thing where people are starting to question what Dubas is doing because it doesn't seem to be making sense. Well, potentially, potentially. I, I look when I look at this lineup, man. I, I've got to be honest. Like, okay, we talked about the Leaf lineup um, a pot or two ago, and you no, know, Hollander doesn't fit in yet. No, he doesn't. Right? And and let's face it, maybe he never does. But, That's right. But McCann does. And, That's right. Um, and and Kerfoot does. So. The, the the great thing about the trade for McCann was, okay, you're going to end up with one of those guys. Yeah, that's right. And and I think it was um, look, it may have been predetermined. It still may be predetermined um, that that uh, McCann. We don't know what the 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 back the back alley conversations have been, and the back channel conversations have been. But yeah. uh, it feels like at this point, Dubas is very clear on what is happening. Yeah. Um, who will be taken. And um, that was clear when he exposed all those forwards. Yeah. And I, I would be, I mean, it's, we're, we're armchair GMs here. Nobody has the same information as what they've got in, in their rooms there. Um, I, I really liked the McCann trade. I did. I thought it was, and I thought instantly when they made the trade that they would go, they would flip and, and expose an extra defenseman as opposed to forwards. Um, because I think he's a perfect replacement in that third line spot for, for Toronto. He's, you know, he's a guy that can play. He doesn't need to move up the lineup. He can, he's a really good, really good in that, in that third line role, which is exactly what they're looking for. And he fits the right price and he fits the right age. And, you know, so it sort of kicks off what Toronto's doing this off season, right? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm, I'm just excited for tonight, man. I'm, I'm, I'm uh I, I just want this thing to go down. I've been kind of on my the edge of my chair here for the last couple of days and yeah. Um it's it's actually an exciting little time to be uh, an NHL fan. Uh, um, I wish I wish they'd done a bit better job of, of yeah. televising and, and communicating kind of the, the protected list. Yeah, that's but, what I was just gonna say. Like the Cap Friendly did the best job of getting the information out. The NHL just sent out this like one document with all these names it was it was really difficult to kind of sift through and then not having this not having this thing televised and not doing like a behind the scenes how they're building the team is such a miss to me i would have watched it in a heartbeat i just i again this is their second expansion draft and i think they just missed a great opportunity to make it more exciting for their fans wouldn't you have done like a like a series of uh, yes. on this, like yes, like what what is wrong with these the, the NHL? Like it's 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 absurd to me that that they can make and miss so much. 
Like, well, you remember the the HBO twenty four sevens they did leading up to the outdoor games? Yeah, this is exactly what I'm talking about. Like, why is that not right now, dude? dude the so so the like the Buffalo Bills do their own in house one. Like, it's called Bills Embedded, right? And um, they they do like the lead up to uh the draft like in the draft room when they're making picks they do um so it all comes out afterwards obviously but like isn't shouldn't the nhl be doing this stuff Uh, like the lead into free agency like it's so good and you get to see actual conversation between the gm the owners um the prospects that they pick like it's it's just awesome and and the nhl just misses on everything they do it's like this and this is something that impacts every single team in the league. Um, now Vegas doesn't have to expose anybody. That was part of their deal when they came into the league. However, if you're a Vegas fan, now you want to see if Seattle could have did as good a job as you guys did. Like all 30 fan bases, 31 fan bases are involved in this, and they don't do anything to promote it and grab people's attention. It's just like, and there's nothing going on right. Man. And there's nothing going on right now because the NBA finished last night, which we'll touch on here in a minute. And like baseball's going, but baseball's super easy to ignore at any point. Like, you know what I mean? It's because there's so much of it. Yeah. You just kind of really get into baseball in September when summer's. (laughs) That's right. And so it's right before the Olympics have started. This is the perfect time they could have put something together and they and they whiffed on it. Yeah. Um, one more thing before we go to the NBA, because I know um, we're going to transition to that and just touch on it briefly. But if if Seattle takes Price, does Montreal then offer Sheet uh, Pedersen for Vancouver? Oh, that'd be interesting, right? Because Bergevin offer sheeted two yeah. summers ago. He's not afraid to do it. That's right, and and Vancouver is in such bad caps. What a mess they would be in if <laughs> if if they offer sheeted Peterson at so uh, you could at eight or nine million or whatever the number is. So it, that ends up being like four first round picks, let's say, right? It's I saw the compensation. It was like I want to say it's two first rounders, maybe three, um, but then a couple seconds and and a third or something like that. I, I saw the compensation, but it, it didn't seem outrageous. outlandish to me. It, it didn't seem outrageous anymore. Well, and and now that you say that, Peterson would be such a Peterson would be such a perfect fit with that young group of players, wouldn't he? I, so I now think, well, it's it's what that team is missing. So now you you'd have pairs of Suzuki and Caulfield and Kakanyemi and Peterson and. Now you've really got something going, and if there's if they believe in Jake Allen, and if they believe in their their defense core, then it completely changes what they are as a team, right? Absolutely, they're they're not this team that needs to win by a goal anymore, um, and they still got that big tough D, good goaltending. Yeah, still that would know, be that would be really up. interesting, really I, interesting. I, I it was another thing that I've been thinking about lately is. Okay, Bergeron has a history of this. I wonder if if this is just a play to, okay, if you do this, then here's my next move. Like, you know, if you're thinking in chess terms. Well, and there's no chance Vancouver can match anything because they're in such they're in such a mess for themselves. So that would be that would be really interesting to see that happen. I think, 
I mean, it's the NHL is going to come at us really quickly here for the next little bit. You've got expansion draft tonight, then the amateur draft, then, then um, free agency. where free agency and a ton of trades usually happen at the draft, right? Where everybody's together and you've got your most cap room in the summer where you can maneuver stuff around. So I'll be super interested to see what happens here in the next like 10 days in the NHL. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for the rest of this week. Um, and then of course, next, uh, next Wednesday for free agent, uh, signing day. Um, it is a, is, it's an exciting seven days here coming up and, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it, man. Yeah. And then we said, we wanted to touch on the, like Milwaukee wins last night, the NBA's wrapping up, um, their off season starts here today. Um, couple thoughts for me is one a guy like Giannis who comes into the league has all this hype and then loses in the playoffs and all of a sudden like he's not the golden child anymore I know that that Brooklyn had all those injuries and if they're healthy they probably win but what Giannis did in the playoffs is incredible man he he really went to a whole new level in the playoffs. It, it was, it was special uh, actually. I mean, he, he goes for 50 last night. Um, not to mention, it's not just the scoring with him, like the, the, the key blocks and defensive plays that he had, uh, yeah. the one specifically on the alley-oop in game four. That uh, saves to, the series. For of, yeah, that changed the series. Phoenix should have won that game. And, yeah. and his play changed that, that it changed the entire series to me. Um, and, uh, and look, he, he was a monster. Yeah. Uh, The whole playoffs, uh, clearly showed that, that he, he is, you know, the best player in the world right now. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I loved his interview after man. Did you see his interview this morning? No, I didn't see it. Oh, he, he, uh, he was asked about, you know, how satisfying it is winning, in Milwaukee. And he, he gave the perfect answer. He said, look, I could have gone and, and, and been on one of these super teams and won, right. It would have been easy. And he said those words, it would have been easy. Yeah. Um, like to go to LA and win, but this is just so much more satisfying. Like we wanted and had a plan to win here. I believed in the organization. The organization believed in me, you know, we built a team and, um, and, and we did it like yeah. we did it. And the bit, the smile on his face was unbelievable. And you could really tell kind of like the Toronto team, right? Okay. Yeah. Kawhi comes in, but, um, it, it was the same type of deal where you just felt that this was an actual team that liked each other. They yeah. were actual friends. Yeah. Um, and not just a bunch of really great basketball players that were put together. Well, and I, I was just going to say that this is, I think, I mean, the NBA is so much different because it's such a star driven league. Um, but I think it's good for the NBA to have Toronto and Milwaukee who are teams that were drafted, developed, made, made some tweaks around the core, but they didn't go chasing these putting together, you know, these big three big free agents and they ended up having success. And I think it's good for, for franchises around the league and fan bases to know, like if we, if, if we, do the right things. We can win without having to chase LeBron and without having to be this golden destination that free agents want to come to. And like, how's that worked for the Clippers? How's that working 
you know, for, for Brooklyn, you know, how's that working in Philly? Like these places, they're not having the same success whatsoever. And it's, it's great to see, like, I was really happy for Giannis and on the flip side, you know, Phoenix is building their team the same way, right? They've drafted and developed everybody and then bring in Chris Paul. But the love affair with Chris Paul for the first two games of this series certainly died off after he blew they blew this two nothing lead and he doesn't get a get a championship. Yeah, and and look, he he really struggled. Badly. Um he he really struggled down these last four games. Um you you saw, you know, Booker really kind of show that he is going to be a superstar. Yeah. But the the secondary help that they were getting all the way along through the playoffs from Paul, from Aiton, um, really just wasn't there. Yeah. Um, and as good defensively as Aiton had been, he he could not handle Giannis at all. No, no, that was a that was a welcome, you know, welcome to the big time series for Aiton, right? Where it was like, man, this guy's a different animal than a than what I've dealt with so far. And- yeah, the difference in strength was was just so visible. And I think he had not felt that in the playoffs. I don't think, um, you know, I don't think that that was something that, that he was necessarily expecting to get dominated like that. But, you know, once, once Milwaukee got a feel for it, it felt like once they got a feel for what Phoenix was doing offensively with the pick and roll. Yeah. um, With Paul and Aiton. um, Once, once they understood kind of, and saw that a lot, they defended that so well and, and and Phoenix just had no answer other than Booker doing something on his own. That's right. And I don't want to hear from anybody. Oh, Chris Paul was hurt, you know, in games that doesn't matter what, if you're dressed, you're healthy and you're expected to perform and you performed all the way up until game three of this series. Yeah. So like, I don't want to hear any Chris Paul excuses here. Like he's a guy who hasn't won, who doesn't look like he's going to win. Now, if the league doesn't block that trade to LA he, when he's leaving New Orleans, maybe it's a different story. No, the narrative is much different then. But I mean, the reality for him is like, I don't think everybody who was talking about him being one of the best point guards in NBA history, I don't think you can say that without a ring. And, and I, I don't know where, where it goes through here from him, but um, you know, he, he just didn't, he didn't look good, and it was a Devin, the Devin Booker show, and it hadn't been that the whole way through. So, yeah, and 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 look, I think it's just another testament that it's it's very difficult to win. Yep. Uh, in the NBA, when your point guard is small, yes, like you can have a small point guard, but he can't necessarily be the focal point of your offense. And and Chris Paul is the focal point of their offense. He he kind of drives things. Yeah. Um you know, through distribution, he scores and whatnot. But I don't think that, you know, that that's necessarily how, how you win the NBA anymore or, or, or have ever won the NBA, to be honest. Yeah. And, and Drew Holiday, who's a big point guard, really, really made it difficult on Paul. Yeah. Um, and, and that shows. It shows up defensively all the time. And, um, and you know, Chris Paul – Look, I, I agree. I, I don't think he's going to get one unless he ends up in L.A. next year um, and and plays on one of these super teams where he's not necessarily going to be uh, a focal point of the offense. Yeah, yeah, 100%. So, 
we'll see we'll see where that goes the raptors kind of have some interesting stuff going that we'll talk about here in, in an episode coming up before the the nba draft because i think the raptors are kind of interesting here this summer um you know and like we're not a huge nba fans but the raps i think are really interesting here this summer to see what happens with them well they're gonna they're gonna get a superstar at four the, yeah, this are. draft is loaded um yeah. especially in the first five picks i would say so yeah. so they'll either get a suit like a, a really great uh talented kid or they'll parlay that pick into something significant so we'll see i think there's you know a lot of intrigue around the raptors this uh this summer as well yeah um you know, we're, we're going to remain Leafs focused, but we'll touch on the Raptors because it's Toronto and it's the center of the universe. That's right. That's right. So for tonight, Seattle takes center stage. Um, we're going to be checking it out. We're going to be watching it. Uh, and uh, um, we'll be we'll be in the group chat. Losey will have some horrific takes about players. <laughs> and, you know, we'll have to we'll have to battle through that. <laughs> but outside of that, it should be a good night. We we may hear Carey Price is uh, is is not a top ten goalie tonight uh, in, the, in the group chat. Um, We're gonna hear Carey Price is overrated. Yeah, and yeah. he's he's a bottom half goalie in the NHL. <laughs> and we'll all have and it's just all right. Well, let's ignore him for a while. Ron, Ron Francis on. doesn't know what he's doing. He's not a he, he never he never played the game at a high level. <laughs> well, <Lose he> also. <laughs> Mosey also thinks that that Seattle is a gritty city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and he'll he'll reference. Oh, it's the home of grunge, man. It's the home of grunge. It's great. That's, <laughs> that's right. It'll be the home of of grunge, and not the home of Starbucks. That's <laughs> and Amazon. Oh God. <laughs> All right, yeah. man. Enjoy the night. We'll we'll talk later, and we'll we'll hit up another pod. Pretty quickly, I think maybe at the at, at, after the NA, after either this draft or at, or at the NHL draft. So we'll do another one pretty quickly to break all this down. All right, looking forward to it, man. Have a good right. one. Bye.